It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Lots and lots to talk about this morning. Afghanistan, of course, still dominating the news. Uh, still a lot of pressure on Dominic Raab to resign. Uh, new uh, stories emerging related to all of that, of course. Um, just, uh, frankly, extraordinary. Foreign Office say, Dominic Raab, you're away on holiday in Crete. Lovely hotel, by the way. Definitely put that on the travel list if we can afford it. Uh, but uh, we'd like you to make this call to the Afghan Foreign Minister because we are very concerned about uh, the Taliban taking over Afghanistan while you are away. He says, I'm on holiday. We are told I'm, I'm not going to make that call. Delegate it to the duty minister, Lord Goldsmith, the former uh, um, MP, of course, Zach Goldsmith. Um, the, apparently, we are told the Afghan Foreign Minister refused to take the call because he wasn't his direct equal. Um frankly, get over yourself, Afghan foreign minister who's no longer in a job. Um, it took an extra day. In the end, we now learn no phone call was made. Does that suggest that actually if that phone call had been made, anything would have changed given the fact that the government fell pretty much the next day? Well, uh, we'll be asking questions about that. Is everyone focusing on Dominic Raab resigning calls from uh, the likes of Keir Starmer, Angela Rayner, or others for him to go? Even a lot of disquiet on Tory backbenches. Um but now it emerges that the permanent secretaries, the most senior civil servants at, uh, in their departments in the Foreign Office, the Home Office and the Ministry of Defence, the key departments dealing with getting these uh, British citizens and the, uh, the Afghan interpreters and others who've helped us uh, during our time in Afghanistan back into this country safely. They are all on holiday this week, all at the same time. Of course, they have deputies doing the job, don't they? Well, given uh, the abject chaos we're seeing at Kabul Airport and the difficulty of so many people who are either British people or British passport holders now being given the right to come to this country in getting on planes in Kabul, it suggests that perhaps uh, maybe a little bit more uh, leadership from the front might have helped. Meanwhile, as Boris Johnson getting away scot-free with it all, well, discussing all of that with me this morning is comedian Dave Chawner. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning. And I know you'd be much happier talking about alpacas, uh, um, yes. even alpacas with a death sentence uh, on them. But but I'm going to stick <laughs> you uh, on uh, on Afghanistan. Um, as a layman, 
you know, um, what do you make of all this? Uh, let's call it a kerfuffle. I'm going to go with kerfuffle uh, as my white, white, white hall word. It's, it's a much underused word, isn't it? About uh, Dominic Robb. Um, um, I'm, I'm of the view that, that the government has, well, the American government, particularly first, but now the British government has been uh, done has committed abject failure in, in terms of preparing, getting out the people they need to get out from Afghanistan. They should have predicted, even if Kabul had fallen in two weeks' time, they still would have been in chaos. Um, it seems to me an abject failure on many, many different counts. Does, does everything that's going on now fundamentally rest on whether or not Dominic Raab made a phone call from his son lounger in Crete? What do you think? I, I think that is a distraction technique. But I also, I am angry at Dominic Raab because he got to go on a proper holiday to a five-star hotel. Yeah, uh, and I'm currently eyeing up the Crawley services as my holiday destination. I don't think that if anyone else had made any different, it would have it would have actually made any change whatsoever. And actually, I think the real punishment would be Dominic Raab keeping his job and having to sort this mess out. Um, there is that, isn't there? We can often, I think, I think especially, this is one of the reasons why I actually want to stop being a political editor, working in the House of Commons lobby, that Westminster bubble, the amount of times mm. I'm on, on here or on social media saying to my fellow former colleagues in the House of Commons, you know, you, you, are, you are, this is a bubble story. No one in the real world cares about this. They get fixated on this stuff and I've asked quite a lot of people you know, do you think that this is the crucial phone call and, and in no way can I be accused of someone who blindly defends this government I mean far from it <laughs> often there's a reason why we often don't get given cabinet ministers on this show these days I'll tell you so um, um, look, it seems to me you know, there was a major What's the polite word? Can I say, am I allowed to say cock up? I have, so let's hope I'm allowed to say it. Um, I, I'm thinking of stronger language than that, but not for this time of the morning, in terms of every aspect of this. But it doesn't just start on Friday morning last week, does it? It's not a week no. old. I mean, we are talking about months and months ago, um, people saying we need to be getting Afghan interpreters. We know that they're facing a death sentence. We've got a UN report today which has said that there's no doubt at all, whatever the Taliban are saying in their press conferences, they are going door to door in a very organised way with a list of people who they consider to be collaborators who will face certain death as soon as the American and British forces are gone. So, you know, how far back does this go? Well, that, this is the problem, and I, the the emotive argument that's being used is that Rob was told that he has to make this phone call, otherwise people will die. Yeah. And if if that is the case, if that's what he was told, then that is quite shocking that he decided not to leave the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. <laughs> but I don't believe that is what he was told. No. And actually, I, I don't know what it's like to be a, a minister. I'm sure you probably get these type of calls all the time. Well, that's the thing. People say, well, there was a crisis. Well, I mean, you know, Kabul hadn't fallen then. He came home on the, in the early hours of Monday morning, got a flight back on the Sunday night. But this is the thing. There is a crisis everywhere, you know, at, mm. at all times, uh, you know, if you are foreign secretary. And do I, I, I was talking about this on the show yesterday. You know, do we allow people to take holidays? I, I, you know, I, I feel quite strongly about not bothering any of my colleagues when they're on holiday. Um, and I feel quite strongly about me not being bothered when I'm on holiday. Uh, people do have deputies. Other people can take calls. The fact that the foreign minister in Afghanistan, I mean, frankly, get the hell over yourself, mate. Um, I won't take a call unless it's from the foreign secretary. Really? My opposite number. Um, 
no phone call was made. Now, perhaps Dominic Rubbish should have been told that, but it seems to me that was a government that was busy scrambling to get out on private jets themselves. That was not a government that was going to be worried about dealing with Afghan interpreters. I mean, really, do we? I mean, I just think we need to get this in perspective. Um, what do you make of the permanent secretaries of these major departments, Foreign Office, Home Office and the MOD, all on holiday at the same time, having apparently gone on holiday at the week and a weekend abroad, by the way, I thought it was official government policy that we shouldn't be going abroad right now unless necessary, um, even though we're legally allowed to. Um, but but the fact they're all away at the same time uh, and they weren't gone away while we knew there was a crisis, is that acceptable? I, I think I, I actually find it more worrying if one person has that power. So I actually think it's yeah. quite a good sign that it is delegated because, you know, I've always found it crazy that ministers will go from being foreign secretary to health secretary in the, the beat of a harvey, you know, and, yeah. and actually they are just figures. They are figureheads. So there's a whole team of civil servants and people behind yeah. them. So I don't really think it matters that much. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, I think, is the reality. Well, let's talk about, I mean, frankly, the important stuff, what's actually mm. happening on the ground. We were told by Ben Wallace, Defence Secretary, who was on the show yesterday, that, um, uh, that, that you know, that there, there haven't been any empty planes leaving uh, Kabul airport, but apparently 500 Brits were airlifted yesterday, supposed to be 1,000 a day. We were also told by Ben Wallace that, you know, we, we, we are not, you know, while America remains, and Joe Biden has said America is going to stay and no Americans going to be left behind, uh, but they still don't know how they're going to go and get people, uh, you know, in, uh, spread across Afghanistan to get them to Kabul airport. Even the people standing outside Kabul airport are finding it difficult to get into Kabul airport. Um, but um, we're talking, you know, at least five more days of evacuation flights to get people out. Um, some of the scenes we've seen incredibly upsetting. Um, we've got American troops, we've got British troops guarding the side of the airport. You've then got barbed Wire. You've got uh, Taliban fighters. They're checking papers for people. You've got pictures in the news of you know British citizens, you know, holding up their British passports, going high, and they can't get through. And then of course you've got all the uh, the the the, uh, the Afghan interpreters um, who are terribly fearful for their lives. We're told by the Taliban, aren't we, that everything's going to be fine. There will be you know there will be no revenge. But a UN report. Uh, has uh, suggested that actually, you know, the, the Taliban reprisals are to be expected. They are going door to door. And that's what we've been hearing on the streets. Protesters have been on the streets with a national flag, um, not been cracked down on in the last couple of days. I, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens there once the American and British troops have gone. What, 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 are your, what are your concerns about what you've seen? You know, women holding babies up. You know, to be given to 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 you know, a, a, a U.S. Tr you know paratrooper on the wall in the hope that that child ends up in a better place than than Kabul. I mean, these are desperate, desperate times. Absolutely desperate. And the thing that I genuinely cannot get over is that this time last week we'd have been talking about vaccine passports, traffic light system, carbon tax. And this has come in seven days. And I'll be yeah. honest, I would much prefer to talk about those things yeah. rather than babies being chosen whether they live or die. I just think it is... I, th I genuinely do think that people are reeling from this, that it yeah. is such an unbelievable situation. But that's it. I mean, I, I think I suppose you reel from the, the, the horrors of the individual stories. The idea of me, I mean, me as a mum with, mm. um, with, with, with a young baby, young baby girl, particularly, I think the fears for girls and women in, in, in the Afghanistan now. But to have a little girl and to think handing her to a complete stranger on a wall is going to make her have a better life than if I keep her with me, if I can't get it out of the country. That, and 
that is so horrible and terrifying. And it's something that that shouldn't be happening in 2021. I think that's where a lot of people feel uh, that they, they, they feel bewildered by this. People, people, you know, the bodies of, of young Afghans, including this, this youth football player who, whose body was found after he you know, tried to sort of hide in the fuselage of an aeroplane uh, taking off. That's how the level of desperation we are seeing. Um, I suppose for also for a lot of people, it's the big politics of this, isn't it? It's this idea that, you know, Britain and America, too, you know, America by far the biggest military power in the world. We are, you know, in the top five or six. The fact that we're only able to get our own citizens out of a country um, yeah. be- because the Taliban fighters are letting us. And, yeah, and abs- it's, it's, it's abject, just complete and utter, ex- you know, exploding away of our military might and diplomatic might. And also just a sense of like right and wrong. I completely agree. I just find it genuinely mind boggling. And it's almost like the last 20 years hasn't happened. Like we're back to square one. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, imagine imagine how the good folk of uh, Afghanistan are, are feeling. Um, what do you make also of Guardian, uh, 100 embassy guards, guards who actually employed to guard the British embassy in Kabul uh, for the last few years. They said they'd been abandoned. They were hired by a subcontractor, not directly employed as is often the case for lots of people in their jobs these days, and therefore they've got no direct right to get a safe passage to the UK, even though, of course, they will clearly be targeted as collaborators by the Taliban. Uh, Stories like that are heartbreaking, and I've been sort of skimming the pages just trying to look for any good news, and I suppose (laughs) the only good news is uh, Sir Laurie Bristow, who is the UK's ambassador in Afghanistan, who stayed in Kabul. He's a class act, isn't he? I mean, our man what in Kabul. A legend. He he really does. He's 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 doing the job. I mean, he's yeah. a, a real and he a true public servant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Laurie personally processing <laughs> the visa. <laughs> yeah. I I mean that makes me feel more patriotic than anything else. That he's helping evacuate Britons. He's put his own evacuation plans on hold yeah. in order to help other people. Incredible guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, the American ambassador on the first plane out carrying the American flag. Yeah. Well, that tells you everything, doesn't it? Dave Chornet, more from you coming up. We are going to be talking about the latest COVID news. Uh, also, the latest the latest reports about how billions of us are going to die due to climate change. Ooh, Greta's involved again what a surprise and we are going to talk Geronimo and the Globe Theatre because you need a warning if we're going to see Romeo and Juliet from now on yes really that's all coming up here on Talk Radio don't forget Talk Radio is now on your TV download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio If you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10 Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.